bless you. So good to be here with you. Hey, it's Tuesday morning, 2023. We're in the month of April. We're on the just right before Easter uh, celebration. Uh, how good is this? Amen. I love you. Thank God for you. Why don't you just get some life in your mouth? Take a few minutes. Fill your mouth with life. You know, in Deuteronomy, the Bible says, God said, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. I would that you would choose life. The only way to choose life is with your words. You can't choose it in your thoughts. Well, you choose it in your thoughts, but until you get it in your mouth, you're not going to receive anything because that's where you sow seed. You sow seed with your mouth. So let's just take a minute. Uh, call yourself blessed. Call yourself, come on, just say, I'm blessed in Jesus' mighty name. I'm healthy in Jesus' mighty name. I, I, I choose to be strong today. I'm strong today in Jesus' mighty name. My relationships are good today. I'm not aggravated today. I got, I'm full of peace. I'm full of joy. I'm full of life in Jesus' mighty name. Oh, thank you, Lord, for financial increase today. Thank you, Lord, for breakthrough today. Thank you, Lord, for the phone calls I need today. Thank you for things going in my favor today in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, I'm blessed, 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 blessed. Now, when I say blessed, don't get nervous. It's not always about money. Just call yourself blessed. The blessing of the Lord, the Bible talks about, should come on you through Abraham. Uh, so glory to God. Fill your mouth with life. Speak life, speak life words in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Lord, I thank you for this morning together that we have. I thank you for increase on our life. I thank you, Lord, for this season that we are in that you prophesied to us, Lord, uh, that we would go higher in 2023. I thank you that we go higher on purpose, not on accident. It's not something you do. It's something we choose to involve ourselves with. We know that through prophecy, the ability of going higher is here. It's present. It's before us. But it's our choice to jump in and go to new levels. So thank you for that today. I pray we have ears to hear. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, the world is in a whirlwind of trouble. Satan is the god of this world. Now, when, when I say that, and I'm going to talk a little bit off the cuff today, I got so many things you know, twirling, spinning in my mind. Uh, but when, when the Bible says that Satan is the God of this world, he's not the God creator. He hasn't created anything except trouble or deception. That's the only thing he can create is he tries to recreate after his master, after God, the creator of all living matter. He tries to recreate, uh, but he's a failure to everything that he does in his creation uh, all that he can do is cause trouble, cause confusion, cause death, cause destruction. That's all that Satan is. He is the author of those things. He's not the author of life. He's not going to help anybody. He's not going to help. Uh, he'll influence you and, and treat you and act like he's going to help you, like he's your friend. But all he wants to do is cause destruction in your life. Come on now. I'm already preaching pretty good. Uh, I want to deal with a few things. We are in a miracle season. You know, God is a seasonal God. And if we begin to look at uh, through the years uh, when miracles take place, when we get into like a supernatural season, when we get into prophetic season and so on and so forth, uh, we can look at this season we're in right before the cross, after he comes out of the grave on the calendar, uh, and then the day, up to the day of Pentecost, uh, the different feasts that we're in, so on and so forth. Uh, we just we just see like a, a miraculous uh, uh, anointing on the body of Christ 
uh, today. Amen. So glory to God. We're in the season of miracles. But I want to deal with a few things. Church, wake up. The, the, the church, the body of Christ needs to wake up. In, in 1 Timothy, the fourth chapter, it says, Now the Spirit uh, speaketh expressly. It's very simple, even though it's in King James. Uh, the Spirit is coming to us, and, and he's shaking us. And he says, this is important. When the Spirit speaks expressly, he says, this is an important matter. And then Paul prophesies here to Timothy and begins to teach him that from this point till the end, that's the latter days. When you hear latter times, latter days, that's a prophetic utterance till it comes to pass. Uh, we are in that prophetic timeline. He said, in latter days, some shall depart from faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Now, I don't want to talk about departing from faith. That's a whole other lesson. But I want to talk about what Satan is doing in society today. He is seducing. Uh, we right now are in the middle of the highest spiritual seduction uh, than we've ever seen on planet Earth before. Uh, the Bible says these are like the days of Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah. They are, but if we begin to look, I believe the day we're living in is like that, but accelerated. I believe the, the evil we see in the land today is accelerated, and we can all agree on this. Well, maybe not, but I'll tell you what the Bible says. Uh, Satan is the author of what we're seeing in society today. It's purely evil. Uh, like you can even talk about in, in Washington today. Uh, something so traumatic and so evil has taken place in Washington today that goes against, excuse me, <coughs> that goes against all our rights. Now, I'm, I am, I am uh, a, a patriot, but not really. I mean, yeah, I love our red, white, and blue. I love the flag, but I'm a kingdom. I'm, a, I'm from the kingdom of heaven. So, you know, my, my flag's a little different. I fly the heavenly flag of my father. But that doesn't change the fact that I'm patriotic because patriotism it, it sides with Christianity. But I'm not waving the, the red, red, white, and blue over uh, who I've become in Christ Jesus. Who I've become in Christ Jesus is first. But the attack that's happening in Washington is happening because anybody that sides with God is lumped in with evil. Anybody. A anybody in politics, anybody right now in, in Hollywood, anybody in any kind of in influence that has any kind of influence it, it, that is uh, sides with God at all is under attack immediately. Why is this? Because there's been a release of a seducing spirit, the seducing spirits of Satan on society today in order to sift, no, number one, to, to keep in bondage those who follow him, and number two, to see who in the body of Christ can be sifted away or pulled away from the body of Christ. Now, when I say wake up to the body of Christ, I mean wake up. Either Are you a Christian? Come on. If you're a Christian, there's certain things that you automatically do. Like a baseball player. If I say you're a baseball player, a baseball player shows up, he knows how to throw the ball, he knows how to catch the ball, he knows how to bat, he knows how to run, or he's not a baseball player. Well, in Christianity, they're just normal, natural things that a Christian does. There, there, there's a level that you perform at, at as a Christian. Uh, that level is very simple. You stay away from evil. You, you, should be, you, you shouldn't be hungry for evil. You should be fighting against evil. Uh, you, you shouldn't be trying to, to find an excuse to stay out of church. 
Now, come on, I understand that it, it, to you it may, if in your mind when I say church, you default to it's not about church, you got a problem. I don't have the problem. I'm doing just fine. Uh, but but if when I'm you know spouting some of these things off or releasing some of these things today, and they kind of like just hit you and you don't like it, and you begin to make excuses in your little brain while I'm I'm wrong and you're right, you, my friend, have a problem. Uh, church to a kingdom person is normal. That's just a natural thing. It'd be like saying a, a catcher in baseball doesn't like to catch. Well, you can't be a catcher then. Uh, it'd be like a home run hitter doesn't like to swing the bat. Well, then you're not a home run hitter. In the body of Christ, there's certain things that are expected of you. There's certain things when you get born again that automatically transfer into your DNA. The Bible says you become a new creation in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. What takes place at that point, the intent of that scripture, is you go from a soul-led person to a spirit-led person. Your spirit now is alive on the scene, and your spirit begins to conflict with your soul. Your spirit at that point receives the word of God, gets downloaded, gets downloaded within the spirit. You, you are a spirit. You, you receive a download of biblical, heavenly kingdom things, ideas, you know, uh, parameters of the kingdom. And then your spirit challenges your soul and says, that's not what we do. Well, before Jesus, your soul led you. Uh, your soul led your spirit. Uh, that's not the intent of God. In the beginning, uh, you were created like God, a spirit with an earth body, an earth suit, so you had a right to this world. Come on, I'm preaching pretty good. I'd like a better amen. Now, I'm going to go through I, I did last week. I did. I don't know if some of you even know this, but last week I did a special. What day was that, Dylan? We did the special uh, podcast. Was That was no, no. The special podcast. We didn't even air it live, but if you go on our uh, on our YouTube, you'll see it. And it's tongues in church. Can I pray in tongues in church? Uh, I think it was Thursday we did a special airing, but I, I got a few more questions that I want to answer along with what, what I'm talking about today. Number one, the question is: What is your approach for deliverance, casting out demons in oppressed Christians or possessed unbelievers? Number one, uh, as far as uh, casting out anything, you, you first need to know uh, who you are in Christ, and you need to understand what authority you operate upon. So uh, the, like a, a police officer, uh, when, when they pin a badge on a police officer, he's not operating upon his authority. He's operating upon the authority of that city. All right, so that badge, when, when he flashes that badge or when he points to that badge or when he says, uh, stop, freeze, you know, raise your hands. You don't stop because of that person's authority or, or that person himself. You stop because the authority that he's coming to you in. Uh, you now are, are opposing the entire city, the entire county of that badge. Well, in Christ Jesus, when I deal with people who are demon-possessed, I don't say in the name of Richard Summerlin, come out. No, first I've studied my authority. I know who I am in Christ Jesus and upon the authority that God's given me. So he's backing my authority upon the authority that God's given me. You have to come out of that person in Jesus' mighty name. Now, a lot of people don't know this, and a lot of people, novice people concerning demon deliverance, demonic deliverance, possession. Uh, they think every demon comes out. Like I remember years ago, 
Dylan, uh, and I don't want to say names, but a few different preacher friends, they, they think that they can just snap their finger and they're so great that a demon leaves. Uh, that's not the truth all the time. Uh, Dr. Norville Hayes taught the world in his time uh, the, the, the art of staying as long as it took to get a person free. And there's several accounts where Dr. Norval Hayes would stay with one person uh, uh, in a, for a 24-hour period. And, and every few minutes he'd take a break, but he'd say, in Jesus' name, you can't have them. In Jesus' name, you can't have them. Uh, in Jesus' name, I command you, Satan, to loose your hold. In Jesus' name, you can't have them. Uh, loose your hold, Satan, in Jesus' name. And he would do that for a 24-hour period until the person got free. A lot of the body of Christ, they don't see a result in 10 minutes. They give up. I'm remembered of another story. Uh, you, can, you can YouTube this. I hope this is helping someone this morning, a little different, but you can YouTube this. It's, I believe it's under How I Met Norval Hayes by Rod Parsley. And uh, Rod Parsley's sister uh, had been in a horrible uh, car accident. And through drugs and through painkillers, she became radically demon-possessed. And uh, Rod Parsley, as a young Baptist minister, uh, someone came to him and said, if you take your sister to see Norval Hayes, your sister will be delivered and be completely set free. So they went to see Norval Hayes. I, I believe it was a five or seven day meeting. And it took uh, Brother Norval that entire five days to get his sister completely set free, delivered back in her right mind. So uh, Dr. Norval taught us a lot about the demonic that uh, people don't know. We, we do see in the Bible there is instances where we see there, there's you know some time from come out in the person being set free. Now, now Jesus operated a little different, and yes, uh, Jesus, he is our benchmark. He is our target, but we are not him. You're not Jesus. You know, that's our Messiah. That's our Savior. That's our Lord. But you're still not him, even though you act and operate upon authority. Now, you can't deliver someone who's oppressed. They don't need deliverance. Uh, you need to bind up that lying spirit that is opposing them. So the difference between possession and oppression, possession is in you. Uh, uh, you know, when you're oppressed, it's outside of you. So let, let's say if a, a demon looks like, I, I don't want to say a, an animal or something because they're really not. Sometimes they appear that way. They manifest that way. But a demon in you is in control of your life. You're possessed by a demon. Uh, a, a Christian cannot be possessed by a demon. But they can be oppressed, meaning they allow a demon in close proximity where that demon will remind them or whisper or speak to them day and night causing an, an oppression or a weight. Oppression means to be weighted down. And now, the, the best thing you can do with someone that's oppressed is you can bring to light that, that oppressive spirit because they're deceived. In order to be possessed or oppressed, you have to be deceived. Satan is the master deceiver. That's where we started today in, in First uh, Timothy in the fourth chapter, verse one, is seducing spirits. Uh, seducing spirits, a seducing spirit is going to deceive you, seduces you, and then deceives you into a lie, into a fairy tale uh, mindset, into a deceptive state where you don't know, you, don't, you lose your bearings concerning truth when you're in deception. 
Uh, so that person, uh, you would bring them to light with the scripture, and, and then you can bind and loose. Uh, the Bible says in Matthew 18, 18, and 19 that God's given us the power uh, to bind and loose. Whatever we bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever we loosed on earth will be loosed in heaven. So, so once again, you have the power and the authority to bind and loose. Concerning the demonic, uh, number one, it's not like there's a formula that you got to do these five things. I can't say pray five minutes a day, fast five minutes a day, pray in tongues five minutes a day, you're ready to cast out devils. No, it, it's when you study the scripture and you receive faith, faith cometh by hearing, you see throughout the Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, and in Acts, how Jesus and how the disciples dealt with demon-influenced people, you build faith and you get understanding. So then you can operate just like they did because upon the same power and authority they acted upon, you'll act upon. But you got to build faith. I'm not talking about great faith. I'm talking about uh, when I say build faith, building faith, you build or receive an understanding. Uh, you, 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 have a, you, you get a perception uh, you you receive or is imparted to you the way of the kingdom concerning a matter. So you physically or spiritually got to just know what the word says, and, and then you can begin to act and operate upon the word, upon the authority of God. I hope that answers your question. That helps you. Don't get so wrapped up. Don't Don't go on a witch hunt. You know, yes, I love casting demons out of people. I love setting humanity free. But you shouldn't go on a witch hunt. You know, that shouldn't be your only ministry. That should be a part of every believer's ministry. We can see in the last chapter of Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, we see the account of Jesus leaving. And he said to them, uh, cast out devils, lay hands on the the sick, uh, speak in new tongues. Uh, If any deadly thing bites you, you drink any poison, it's not going to hurt you. So we see in there that we're all to cast out devils, but we, we don't see a singular ministry of casting out devils that falls under all fivefold ministers casting out devils and it falls upon every christian has the authority whether you're a leader whether you're a paid uh, you know in in church ministry or not as a believer god's charged you he's given the authority the anointing on your life to cast out devils but that should not be your sole purpose in life uh, only amen let me go a little further uh, what are the dangers of deliverance? There are none. There's no dangers. If you know your authority, there's not a danger because uh, the person backing us, giving us our authority, is greater than the one possessing any human being. Uh, the only, Now, if you are unsure about your God-given right, ability, and authority, uh, I, I would say you should not be casting out uh, demons and devils. Uh, you need to bring them to someone like me, someone like Dylan, someone like a lot of people at New Way Church, and begin to learn by the Scripture and begin to gain faith by the Scripture. Faith builds you up. Faith makes you strong in the things of God. So if you receive faith uh, for authority over the demonic, you're just getting built up. You're just building yourself up. But if you've never heard of those Scriptures, You've never meditated those scriptures. You hear Pastor Summerlin cast out a devil. You say, oh, that was neat. I want to cast out some devils. Well, if you biblically uh, haven't prepared yourself and you don't know what to expect and you don't understand authority, uh, you better watch out because demons are severe. They're not, they don't have ability over us, or, but they do have ability in your ignorance. 
So once again, I hope this uh, has helped trying to go through this fast. Number three, when you receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, uh, does operating in the Spirit and speaking in tongues deliver you from more oppression? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. In the uh, 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter, the Bible talks about you build yourself up. The word build yourself or build is the word edifice, which we get our natural word, our English word, edify. The word edify means uh, build, build up, strengthen yourself. It, it would be equivalent to going to the gym and exercising strictly, strict diet, strict ex- exercise for like a year. Uh, you're going to be built up. You're going to be strong. You're going to be mean, lean, fighting machine. Well, you pray in the Holy Ghost. You don't have to pray in the Holy Ghost for a year. You pray in the Holy Ghost for minutes. You're doing the same thing. Your entire body, your soul, your spirit doesn't need to be built up. It's already strong. The Bible said the, the spirit's strong. It's willing. The flesh is weak. So you build up your soul. You build up your flesh uh, to new levels, to, to heavenly levels immediately. In a moment, in an instance, you build up by praying in the Holy Ghost. So one who prays in the Holy Ghost is not going to be easily oppressed by anything. Uh, However, if you fail to do the things that God asks of us in Christianity, uh, yes, you can be a Christian walking around uh, weighted down, tormented, burdensome, and on and on it goes. Uh, Now, another question in that one was, can you be uh, possessed? I, I kind of was in there. No, a Christian is possessed by heaven or possessed by hell. Period. There, there, there's no, there's not two sources running any human being. God's not going to contend with a, a demonic source. God is going to be the the supreme King and Lord of a being, or He's not going to be in that being. So when God, when you're born again, uh, Satan cannot be there. Uh, I've seen people made it make it. I've seen people delivered through the years. Several people. I'm not talking about two or three. I'm talking about uh, ten, twenty, fifty, probably even in the hundreds. People come in a service, uh, whether it be here or across the you know traveling. People come in a service, demon possessed. When they come in that service, that spiritual influence is suspended. Uh, when when someone holy. Uh, someone that, that's full of God and that is anointed by God, there's a power within them surging. Either if someone has a demon in that service, it's either going to manifest or the demon's going to leave that person and, and wait for them outside. But that demon's not going to sit through one of my services. Oh, no, no. Uh, so that person now is neutral. You come into a service, the demon says, oh, man, this guy, this gal knows what's going on. I got to get out. That person now is neutral, and when they, in that service, I've seen them raise their hand as a sign of faith, an act of faith, receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior, they no longer uh, have an empty spot for Satan. They now are occupied. They're full of heaven. So uh, being saved eliminates a Christian from being possessed by a demon. You cannot be possessed by a demon. You can be oppressed, but if you just do the things of God, especially Study your scripture. The Bible says you can wash your your brain. You can wash yourself with the word of God. The Bible says you build yourself up by praying in the Holy Ghost. Uh, do these things. Attend church. Get a good pastor. Find a good church. Uh, on and on it goes. Walk with the Holy Spirit. That's walk, walking with God. And there's going to be no uh, demonic thing on around 
uh, or about you in Jesus' mighty name. All right, we got a question coming in here. Hold on. We'll get to these. Uh, do we have to be in the presence of the person uh, for, or can we do it from a distance? Well, the accounts that we see biblically um, of demon deliverance it is uh, it being present with that person. Uh, we do see in Matthew chapter 8, the centurion said to Jesus, now you don't have to come to my house. This was concerning healing. He said, you don't have to come to my house. Say the word only or send the word only. My servant would be made whole. But then if we begin to see the accounts of Jesus dealing with the demonic, uh, we see Mary Magdalene, who, who Jesus cast out uh, devils, seven devils from her. Uh, he was present there. We see the maniac of Gadara, uh, 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 the Gadarenes. Um, uh, Jesus was there present. The, the, the demon-possessed individual came to Jesus, and, and, and the person said, hey, what are, we to, what are you to do that with us? It's too early. You know, don't torment us now. And Jesus said, be quiet, come out of them. Uh, and we see other accounts where people were present. Uh, so you can pray, and my prayer would be, that a person from afar off, if you know they're demon-possessed, I would pray for a, that God would orchestrate a meeting with some kind of Holy Ghost, fire-filled person, believer, uh, that, uh, that, you know, they would bring somebody across their path, that, that something, you know, divine would take place to bring a, a devil-casting-out, Holy Ghost-filled person to them. Uh, but I, I don't think you're going to pray a demon out from afar, uh, I hope that answers your question. At least I don't see biblical proof of that. Amen. Dylan, keep me up to date if there's any other questions coming in. Uh, what do you do if someone doesn't respond to deliverance and they feel like, uh, and you feel like they still have something holding them back and are pressing them? Um, I shared a story uh, years. Uh, well, I, recently I talked about it. I had a, a dear young man that came to my church, ended up becoming a leader in my church uh, and serving me as a great, great help. And he had gotten delivered from homosexuality. And that was always a fight for him. Even in his deliverance, it was always a fight for him. But after I got him delivered, I had to deal with his flesh. Uh, you say, what do you mean? Well, that demon was gone, but the attributes or, or the mannerisms that he learned from that demon had to be, he had to be retrained or relearned. Now, homosexuals or, or any sin, if you're a pervert, uh, you manifest or you take on the spirit uh, of, of a perverted spirit, uh, meaning it's the influence of that perverted spirit comes into you and all perverts act the same way. Why? Because that's that demon influencing them. So uh, pedophiles the same way, homosexuals the same way. If you notice this, if you knew a, a man before he became a homosexual, he didn't talk like a homosexual. Uh, he didn't walk like a homosexual. He didn't carry his hands. He didn't dress like a homosexual. What happened? A demon began to teach him to act a certain way. So when someone gets born again, their, their flesh doesn't get born again. Uh, their soul gets born again. Their spirit is quick and alive to God. So I used to take this this person, I'd say, this is how a heterosexual male acts. And I'd say, we don't put our hands that way. We don't talk with a lift. We don't you know, close our legs tightly. We don't uh, cross our legs tightly. Then I would work with him day after day, week after week, and I would teach him how to live free. So the answer is, uh, what do you do? It's not pro, it's not a prolonged thing to get someone delivered. That can happen instant or within a couple hours. Uh, however, 
uh, to, to uh, teach them how to act normal again, especially if they've been under that bondage for a decade. Uh, you just got to work with them. It's a process, but don't give up on them. Uh, just help them and, and always get them in the Word of God. Uh, speak the Word of God over them. Uh, help convey uh, the Word of God uh, to them constantly in Jesus' mighty name. Let me get through these. Dylan, we still good online? All right. Uh, direct prayers of discernment in regards to deliverance and acquiring guidance of what uh, what to ask for. No, there's not any. There's no direct prayers, and, and there's not a spirit of discernment. Understand this: you have nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. The one gift everybody gets confused is the discerning of spirits. That's not the gift of discernment. If you naturally have a skill, a personality, an innate ability to discern people, that's not a gift of the Spirit. That's not one of the nine gifts of the Spirit. The nine, one of the nine gifts of the Spirit, discerning spirits, is being able to see in the spirit realm and seeing the spirit uh, uh, causing a person to act the way they're acting. That's the discerning of spirits. So to discern a demon, uh, you, you can plainly see uh, uh, unnatural activity. Anything that's not natural is demonic. Uh, so, so someone that's acting, uh, uh, you know, crossways of natural or opposite of natural, it's demonic. So you don't have to have discernment. You can just plainly look and see the demoniac at, at Gadara. Uh, he would break chains, leg irons, wrist irons. Uh, he would scream. He would yell. Uh, he would cause himself to bleed. He would scare other people. That's not normal for a human being. So you wouldn't have to go on that path and say, well, let me get some discernment. I discern you're full of the devil. No, you could plainly see that that person's full of the devil. So I'd say as far as pray, I would just keep your day-to-day, your natural prayers daily. You walk with God. That's the number one thing for all Christianity is be a person that walks with God, you know, in all that you do. Uh, secondly or thirdly, I'd pray in the Holy Ghost. Read your word, walk with God first be a word person, and then I would pray in the Holy Ghost uh, daily. Pray, pray, pray in the Holy Ghost. That's the power. God said you shall receive power, might, ability, efficiency in the Holy Ghost. So pray in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself built up. And, and if and when the problem arises, you'll know how to deal with it by the Spirit. Amen. Uh, glory to God. Um, I got another question that just came in. Uh, Dr. Barclay just taught in SMTI that it starts as a fiery dart from Satan that the demon will lie to you, and this is uh, th- this way when you were a child and make me believe it, you allowed. Yeah, 100%. Uh, fiery darts of Satan are real. S- Satan uh, targets you, and, and it's in your lack of faith or in in your uh, lazy Christ, if you're like have a lazy Christian state about you, like you're kind of backslidden or you're not practicing, uh, that fiery dart uh, will hit you and it'll begin to convince you of what Satan uh, named or intended that fiery dart to, 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 to do. So once again, for me, he can shoot me with a, a gazillion homosexual darts. They'll, they'll never, it's not going to work. But he knows the sins of my past and if I don't stay armed in the things of God, put the full armor of God on, uh, he'll take one of them old past darts that used to get me. And, and if I backslide a little bit or, or not practicing 
uh, you know, practicing Christian, if one of those darts hit me, then, then that might flirt with me or cause me to have a relapse or begin to think. So, yeah, be careful, the fiery darts of Satan. Protect yourself. It's as simple as that. The Bible says in Ephesians, put the whole armor of God on. And, and so the day when Satan comes, he's not going to be able to have you. Amen. Do you believe that someone who has not accepted Christ, or they receive Christ, uh, does that cover all demonic entities? Yes. When you receive Christ Jesus, whatever has led you to that point, meaning your being has been broken. Now, uh, I, now, as far as like habits, like alcohol, cigarettes, I've seen people get delivered from those things, sanctification through the baptism of the Holy Ghost. So in, in Christ Jesus, you become a new creature. Uh, you're heaven bound. You've been saved. Uh, your spirit is, is renewed, washed in the blood, and so on and so forth. But that's not sanctification. The Bible says when you receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Uh, I, I've seen more people get free. I am one that was a, a, a drinking Christian for years under a certain denomination. I hated it. I didn't want to do it. I just had no power to get free from it. When I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, I quit drinking. I quit. I quit. I quit everything. And I've pursued God for a long time now. Amen. Uh, how do you explain, I'm almost done, I know I've gone a little long today, how do you explain uh, to people you think they may be oppressed and how do you go about helping them with that process? Um, when someone's oppressed and you're a person of light, uh, you're, you're just walking around in light, uh, you're going to bring their oppression into the light, revealing it. So uh, people usually know what's going on. Yes, in deception they don't. But when the light shows up, it'd be like this. If you're in a dark room, uh, you don't know what's going on in that dark room. But when the lights go on, uh, all your sin and everything's exposed. So be a person of light, and you're going to expose the dark deeds of Satan. You're not trying to expose the human being. You're trying to expose the demon that's assaulting, uh, the demon that's suppressing, the demon that's tormenting that individual. So sometimes you just need to show up anointed, uh, and be yourself. Uh, hey, I, I've helped more people with a holy hug from heaven and not saying a word. I've had more people delivered in the last 20 plus years by just putting my arms around them and telling them God loves them. It's going to be okay. And then the next thing I know, either a demon's manifesting without me saying demon manifest without me provoking any demon, just by the pres sheer presence of God showing up, that demon says, I got to get out of here. Just like the the the, the maniac at Gadara, uh, and and then I well you know I'll bind it, I'll cast it out, command it loose that person, uh, tell it's illegally there in Jesus' name you cannot have that person, and and then I get them born again filled with the Holy Ghost and fire. So be the light of the world when you show up on the scene. Uh, demons sh should fear and tremble. How do you go about explaining to people you think they may be, I just read that one, they may be oppressed. Once again, there's sometimes you can explain to them. Sometimes they'll see the light of Jesus in you. Sometimes they'll see normalcy. Uh, be consistent. I, I'd say that in closing. The best uh, teacher, the conveyor of light is someone consistent. Like if I were to get high today and then I get delivered on Friday and then next week, Monday, I know everything about deliverance. That's not how it works. Uh, you, you, you live a, a life of consistency. Uh, you know, we've said through the years, we've, we've derived from the scripture a principle 
that uh, true faith is found in the middle of consistency. The power of faith is found in the middle of consistency. You can't get an idea today and become a faith giant. No, uh, you live a life of consistency. Uh, you see every every faith action biblically, it came, the suddenly came in consistency. Now there were suddenlies that just came out of nowhere, but most of the time uh, you'll birth a breakthrough in consistency. So I would say this, be consistent, be a person of love, learn to listen. Uh, Now don't be used and abused by a demon-driven person. That's not love. That's a demon making you their fool. And, And have uh, some natural spiritual discernment, not the gift, just spiritual discernment. You're a believer. You're, you're a heavenly creature. You should have some discernment outside of the gift. So if you discern by the presence of God that, that runs your life, that you're being used and abused, God's not asking you to be used and abused by anybody, especially by any demon. Uh, but, it, but if you're seeing breakthrough or you're getting, uh, you know, in position to help somebody, that's fine. If you're being abused by somebody, cut it off. Uh, but plainly, I would be understand love. Understand love is not abused. Because you walk in love, that doesn't mean that you have been now, uh, people have been given the right to abuse you and use you. No, my peace is not up for sale. It's not up for bid. My joy's not up for bid. And God didn't tell me to put it up for bid. So I protect my peace. I protect my joy. It comes from the Lord. Now, I'll help others that want to be helped. I, I've said this for years, especially concerning salvation, but we can say this in deliverance. There are those who want to be set free, and there are those that will never be set free. And you got to find the ripe ones, and you do that by the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit. There are people that want to be saved that are ripe for salvation, ripe for deliverance, and there are those that are fresh to that bondage. <coughs> And they're not ripe yet. Leave them alone. Find the ones that are ripe. Ask the Holy Spirit lead you and guide you. Uh, maybe you have a family member and you're just eager to get them delivered or a friend. Uh, pray, pray, pray. Ask God. God, what do I do? Uh, Holy Spirit, lead me and guide me. If I'm the wrong person, bring the right person in their life. Uh, but Lord, I- I'm going to trust you. Then on and on it goes. You'll never, never go wrong trusting God or asking the Holy Spirit to lead you and guide you. Well, I hope I helped you. Amen. I see. Yeah, Angie, I agree. We need to do another questions and answers. Uh, my great friend, Angie Thomas, um, uh, boundaries are so important. hundred percent they are. And don't get, you know, when we're dealing with demons, don't get spooky. Like don't get spooky and like people have cooties. No, I got Jesus. Your cooties can't get in me. Uh, I got Jesus. Your cooties can't stick to me. So don't get like that way about it. Understand it's a gift from God. Uh, that God gifted us in love and compassion that he gave us the ability to set other people free because he loves them and he's compassionate uh, for them. So he wants us to set people free. It's not a weird, spooky thing. It's a thing of love.